Oh yeah, this is Adrian Hedden and Sean Bradley, the Ringmasters, and we're here to talk about the current state of pro wrestling. Uh, WrestleMania 30 was in New Orleans, New Orleans, Louisiana this past Sunday uh, in front of 75,000 people at the the uh, Superdome, the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, which Hulk Hogan on the show infamously referred to as the Silverdome, oh, which he got ribbed on for quite a bit. <laughs> um, we're going to run down the card, uh, starting with Daniel Bryan against Triple H with uh, singles match. And what was interesting about this was that if Daniel Bryan or Triple H won, either one, whoever won got inserted into the main event mm -hmm. uh, against uh, Randy Orton or Batista for triple the WWE match. World Heavyweight title, which means it would be a triple threat match, one-on-one-on-one. -on -one -on -one. So, yeah, t let's talk a little bit about the build-up to this match. I mean, you had Daniel Bryan and Triple H in the ring almost every Monday night going at it. Uh, Triple H what? clearly had a, had a problem with uh, Daniel Bryan coming Well, in. he's had a problem with Daniel Bryan since since uh, since August, mm -hmm. since so, uh, since uh, SummerSlam. What do you think his problem is with Daniel Bryan? I mean, he's got the fans behind him, you know. I mean, Every single week, especially in the fall, Daniel Bryan was told by Triple H, by Stephanie McMahon, by anybody else that didn't like him, especially those two, that he was a B plus player, mm -hmm. that he wasn't, he looked ugly with a giant beard and mm -hmm. just unkempt beard. He uh, was too small. Mm -hmm. He wasn't, you know, big enough. He was, he's under two hundred, about two hundred pounds. He's not a big guy. He's a very uh, different wrestler. He is, and um, he's very agile, very athletic. Uses a lot of different styles in in his matches. He's not your typical power wrestler that would be the face no. of wrestling. He's not your Hulk Hogan's, your John Cena's, your no. even even The Rock. I mean, he's he's a much smaller guy. Um, clearly not juicing at all. I mean, a much more pure athlete, I think, than we've seen in a long time. Um, I mean, the guy is more likely to kick you in the face than lift you up over his head, and he's going to make you tap yeah. like no one else. Um, so the buildup was quite interesting. In August, in September, it was a lot of just constant beatdown of Daniel Bryan every week on Monday Night Raw. Triple H was trying to put uh, him in his place. Triple H would try to put him in his place. He would be left laying by the authority, which was Stephanie McMahon and Triple H, or The Shield, which was Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, or uh, Roman Reigns. More than that hired guns. Uh, beat down by any and all opponents that came his way. And then in October, November, December, about then, it kind of shifted away from Daniel Bryan chasing the title uh, to having Randy Orton and Big Show in the main event of Survivor Series. And then in December, they had, uh, at uh, TLC, Tables, Ladder, and Chair, Tables, Ladders, and Chairs pay-per-view, they had John Cena versus Randy Orton in what seemed kind of a rushed uh, mm -hmm. yeah. unification match. There was, a the lot of, there was a lot of bumps in that in that match. There mm -hmm. were a lot of, lot of errors, a lot of botched moves. A lot of, I don't mean necessarily rushed in the, the match itself. I meant, like, the way they booked it was... Mm. was uh, yeah. It's like, oh, let's do a unification match. Very uh, little storyline. Very it. little storyline yeah. or build-up. Kind of going to take just the two top guys and smash them together with no plot. Mm -hmm. yeah, but is... fast forward uh, about three months. Daniel Bryan, he occupies the ring quite literally with an Occupy Raw movement uh, at the beginning of March. Well, Occupy the, Raw. Uh, exactly, Occupy Raw. And, and uh, he said, I won't leave the ring until I get what I want. And... The crowd was behind him. The crowd has been behind him for over a year. They've mm -hmm. been doing the yes chant, well, the yes, yes, yes let's chant. Let's talk about when uh, they had the champion celebration. They had all the cha all these former champions in the ring. Daniel Bryan's in the ring. They bring out Bret the Hitman Hart. They bring out some of the biggest names in the past wrestling. Mm -hmm. And all you hear in the crowd is yes. 
Yes, 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 and and just Daniel Bryan, Daniel slogan. Bryan chance, and this was on uh, this was December 9th, uh, Monday, December 9th in Seattle, Washington. Daniel yeah. Bryan is from Aberdeen, Washington. That was incredible. Uh, so he it was kind of a hometown. Got a bigger crowd pop for than a Hitman. Mm-hmm. And um, um, he uh, just kind of, I guess it wasn't his doing. It was Not. more the crowd just taking over the segment. Dan- Triple H was trying to trying to conduct the promo that he was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to sell the match and nobody cared nobody nobody cared about randy orton or john cena they wanted to hear from daniel bryan and john cena he knew this he wanted to incorporate uh daniel bryan into a segment and so he did he saved the segment from being a total disaster mm-hmm. and got him a he got himself moreover and and probably sold a lot of pay-per-views i'm yeah. not sure but um, so we got a clear rivalry here between Daniel Bryan and Triple H. Triple H trying to maintain his dominance, Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. the Maverick, trying to come back and regain the title. Yeah. I mean, so going into that match, I mean, what what, what do you think were the expectations? Uh, well, as far as expectations of this match were concerned, I think, uh, I think Triple H wrestled his best match in a really long time. I think mm-hmm. he gelled well yeah. with Daniel Bryan. I think he did a lot more technical things. I watched the match, I'm like, He's doing a lot more technical stuff than I thought he would. Yeah. And uh, so I think they worked well off of each other. Mm-hmm. And I think the story told was really good. The the uh, Halfway through the match or so, they did a whole stretcher thing where Daniel Bryan was laid out. By, oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah, That was awesome. Yeah. Daniel Bryan got laid out by Randy Orton and Batista. Batista did a Batista bomb into an RKO by Randy Orton, which mm-hmm. looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Triple H is always really good because he can really adapt to any wrestler. Mm-hmm. When he would fight Cactus Jack, they'd go hardcore with yep. the thumbtacks and the barbed wire two-by-fours, and he would just be right in there. I mean, when he brawled into the audience with Stone Cold and The Rock. Yep. Then when he got into this match with Daniel Bryan, he's, like we said before, much more technical, mm-hmm. much more quick moving wrestler triple h was able to i think very well adapt put yeah a, put on one of his one of his best matches i think brian brought the best out of him that he's seen in a while uh-huh and i think that best got the best of triple h because he lost mm-hmm. he lost and then he got put in the main of daniel bryan got put in the main event but at a price triple h after the match beat him down and mm-hmm. he okay it was kind of the did he pull the sledgehammer out there uh no he didn't pull the sledgehammer out yet no uh <laughs> um he lost and uh that comes into play later. Mm-hmm. Um, next on the card was uh, the Shield, which is Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns. One of the uh, biggest forces, biggest factions. I mean, that we've seen. I mean, these guys decimate people, mm-hmm. and they come out of the audience and they interfere in matches and they just beat beat the holy hell out of people. They've taken out the Undertaker, Kane, I saw that countless live. people. The triple power bomb. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Did you really see that live? I saw that live. That's awesome. Yep. Um, they play. They've defeated Kane and the New Age Outlaws, which the New Age Outlaws are uh, the Road Dog, Jesse James, and uh, Badass Billy Gunn. Badass Billy Gunn. Um, it was One a short the... match. It wasn't. It was just a quick squash match. Just which, under three minutes. Mm-hmm. Oof. Which, at when I watched it, I was like, "That's it." But then I realized later, it's kind of a changing of the guard. You're getting all these mm-hmm. old Attitude Era guys from right. the '90s that over a decade ago. New Age Outlaws are one, one of the most decorated tag teams of all time in the '90s. I mean, how many times have they had it? Like 10, 12 times uh, they've been tag team champions. Yeah. They're one of the best teams of all time. Mm-hmm. But they're old, and so is Kane. And uh, I think it's. I think you're right. I think it's time for the Shield to sort of come in and take over. It's a real changing of the guard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ne- so. Next on the card. Um, Cesaro, Antonio Cesaro, Tony's now called Cesaro, uh, won the Under the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. He won this giant trophy 
Andre uh, the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. How many people were in that match? 31. It was supposed to be 31. 30, was it just a Royal Rumble style? It was 30 guys uh, in the ring at once. Yeah, I believe it was Royal Rumble style. Last man left in the ring wins, right? Mm-hmm. Over the top. Cesaro. By the he end of it. body slammed uh, the Big Show, and it kind of was reminiscent of Andre getting slammed by right. Hogan in a way. List, but... Lifted up the 500-pound Big Show, who when the Big Show first debuted in WCW, he was known simply as the Giant. He was supposed to be Andre the Giant's long-lost son. Mm-hmm. Come back to get vengeance on Hulk Hogan for body slamming the Giant at WrestleMania 3. And so now you have Antonio Cesaro basically just picking up the Big Show and tossing him aside just like Hogan did to the Giant back in the 80s. Cesaro is one of my favorite wrestlers just because... I've seen his work in independent promotions, particularly Ring of Honor, uh, which is based out of Philadelphia. Um, years ago, he was in that promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just absurdly strong. Like, it's, it's he gets just those incredible. uppercuts, the uppercuts he's he does. Got, he's got the best uppercut in the entire wrestling industry. It's awesome. Um, but he won that, with that match, and I hope that indicates... He needs a push. Uh, indicates uh, that he goes further down his career, down the... You Hope know, to see the them path. put at least some belt on him at some point. Yeah. Soon. If, whether he needs to beat Biggie Langston for the Intercontinental or if he needs to go all the way to the top. I mean, he's got to mm-hmm. get a strap eventually. Guy deserves it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fifth match on the card, John Cena, the WWE's uh, poster boy for the past decade or so. He faced Bray Wyatt, um, uh, the leader of the Wyatt family. Who well, are, they're a weird group of people. Yeah. I mean, follow the buzzard, I think, is one of the things they say a lot. And uh-huh. I, I can't tell if they're supposed to be this bayou, satanic, just weird hicks. I, I don't know what mm-hmm. to make of them, honestly. The Wyatts kind of freak me out. <laughs> and that, that was kind of the whole build of the match. Yeah. John Cena, he was getting his mind kind of played with by Bray well, you Wyatt. Got the clean-cut John Cena in the jean shorts, you mm-hmm. know, clean-cut uh, face. Hustle, loyalty, respect, which Bray Wyatt kind of pinned him and said, that's going to die at WrestleMania, basically, is what he was saying. Mm-hmm. And um, and that didn't happen. Bernabe lost. He lost to John Cena. Um, did, I, did he get the F? How did he beat him? He, um, Let's go through that. Honestly, I don't remember. Yeah. I honestly don't remember how he beat him. I think he gave him the attitude adjustment just pinned him. That's right. I think you're Probably, right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I, I was surprised because uh, with Luke Harper and Eric Rowan, who were very, mm-hmm. two very formidable wrestlers who already been kicking a lot of ass. I mean, yeah. Bray Wyatt was kind of their leader. He's not quite as athletic, seemingly. Mm-hmm. He's a little chunkier. He cuts the main promos. You just thought he was the mouthpiece. And I've been yeah. real surprised to see him getting the big push for singles competition lately. But he's, I mean, he's got that spinning neck breaker that is just yep. impressive. The sister Abigail, yeah. Yeah, the guy comes off the ropes and he just twists and drives mm-hmm. him to the ring. I mean, I was pulling for Wyatt, though he is kind of the, the heel in this match. All right, and that now we're brought to one of the biggest matches of the night, arguably bigger than even the main event. I mean, as far as anticipation, history behind this, we had Brock Lesnar versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania. I mean, The Undertaker, how many times was he 20? He 20-0. 20-0. Oh. He's never lost at WrestleMania. No, I lied. It was 21-0. So this was Undertaker's 22nd WrestleMania appearance. He's won every single time he's been in it. It's the granddaddy of them all, and it's The Undertaker's yard. And Lesnar was there to end the streak. So, I mean, tell us, let's let's talk a little bit about just kind of the build-up to this one, because this was a big one. Um, the build-up, to be honest, wasn't, it, it was, it was uh, a lot of Paul Heyman cutting promos. Brock Lesnar can only mm-hmm. work a certain amount of dates in his contract, so right. he's only there a few times. But mm-hmm. every time he was there, uh, he either, um, he just acted like, you know, he, he uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He's got that ruthless aggression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He um, he, it, wore, he was wearing a shirt into the ring that said, 
What does it say? Live. It, it said eat, eat, sleep, break the streak. Eat, which sleep, it, break the streak. At the time, you know, when you when you look at the idea that the Undertaker, what if he could lose? And mm-hmm. they're making a shirt that kind of had this prediction on mm-hmm. it. You know, it kind of gets into your head a little bit. Yeah. But I think as far as the build, I think it was very Paul Heyman heavy more than anything. Yeah, Lesnar, just because Undertaker was very was there very few times. Well, it was uh, it was back to kind of the old Lesnar. I mean, when Lesnar was feuding with John Cena, I mean, he was in the ring cutting promos, and that's just I mean, that, that's really not Lesnar's style. I mean, Lesnar is a silent soldier. I mean, he just charges into the ring, beast, lifts him up, man. and slams him to the F fives into the mat. You know, mm-hmm. and that's what happened here. Heyman was the mouthpiece. Undertaker would get in the ring, and out comes Lesnar, and he just crushed him, uh, mm-hmm. I think, on almost every weekly show leading um, up to it. But uh, we're going to come back to this. We're going to talk a little bit more about this uh, part of the show in a few minutes. Uh, next on the card was the Vicky Guerrero Divas Championship Invitational. It's a disappointment. It was boring. I didn't care for it. Like, I never really cared for the, the women's The women's matches. wrestling is just, I mean, I mean they... Not to say that they couldn't... They, not, not, to, not to say that they're bad at what they do. It's just the way they're booked... The way their their matches are put together, it just does not come off entertaining. Never has in the mm-hmm. last decade or so. It's been very boring, very uh, storylines are very image heavy. Seen. There's very few storylines. Yeah. Uh, so this was just another case of the only wrinkle in this match was AJ Lee. She's the champion. She was facing all fourteen of the other divas in the WWE the all at the same yeah. time, and it was essentially fourteen on one, and and she won, which okay. Uh, I expected her to win. Kind of the um, title. It was the only seven-minute match. I mean, how do you have fourteen wrestlers in the ring and it only lasts four? It only lasts like not even seven minutes. I mean, mm-hmm. it looks like six forty-eight on our, on our thing here. Mm-hmm. So I mean, <laughs> I can't. I mean, it, it wasn't anything to, too spectacular. I no. mean, these. I mean, I think what they've done. I mean, and back in the day in the nineties, they had sort of these more. Much more developed female wrestlers. You know, yeah. you had Ivory and uh, Jacqueline and, and a lot of those. And then later, in 2000 or so, 2001, 2002, Trish Stratish, Lita, Jazz, you know, could do some some pretty good things. You had some good female wrestlers. And nowadays, we just got these models, and it's yeah. like they come in there and they act. They, they, they Obviously, they, they can do some like spots. act like they know what they're doing. And they but just they, don't. they miss them all the time. And it's just, you can tell the crowds aren't into it, and it's just mm-hmm. kind of boring. So, uh, But from that, we'll move on from the, that, we'll move on to the main event. This was the main event. Um, we mentioned that Daniel Bryan, uh, he beat Triple H, so uh, we mentioned that would come late, come into play later. Now he's in the main event against Batista and Daniel, uh, against Stern, Batista and Randy Orton, underdog. excuse me. Bryan is a severe underdog going into his match. He's got the crap kicked out of him by Triple H. After after the whole match, he got the crap kicked out of him. You know, 16-minute mm-hmm. match, or what is that? A, that's 23 a 23-minute match. 23-minute match. And then, he, and then t- takes a severe beating from behind by Triple H, limps out for the main event, and he's going up against the against the animal Batista and Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. What, what do we call him? Orton? Is it the Viper. The Viper. Yeah. You got the Viper and the and the and the animal. I mean, these guys are out for blood and they're fresh. Mm-hmm. Brand's limping, and I mean, just barely. I mean, it was it was a hard fought battle. I mean, it was it was almost as long well, as this match with Triple H. Well, and what was interesting was that um, Dan Bryan, after getting power you know, power bombed into a into a an announce table, they. He wasn't moving at all, and they stretched him out, and then he kind of just second stretch or trip he, for Daniel uh, Bryan in the same night. Mm-hmm. He, um, you guys are keeping track. He kind of, you know, got a second wind, a very heavy second wind, I guess, because he got so beat down, and then, and then a few minutes later, he he made Batista tap out. He tapped um, Batista. He, and the he yes won lock. the yes lock. And, yes. And uh, that's exactly what the crowd was doing. Yes, 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 and and it was 
awesome. chants are the one. That's what lifted him up that out of that stretcher. Mm-hmm. He's laying there, and you just when he hears that whole whole crowd, just yes, yes. Brian has no choice. He he, he gets he gets possessed. And he just it, gets up and he taps in the less the yes lock, and Batista had no chance. And and the thing is, from from if you know that Daniel Bryan, and this is Daniel Bryan, like we had mentioned earlier, had been just constantly undermined by the authority mm-hmm. and constantly been being mm-hmm. beaten down by the authority for months. And it's just a logical conclusion that he had to win. And mm-hmm. he did. And, I mean, and they've been wanting this. The audience has been wanting this forever. Mm-hmm. People have been pulling Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan. I mean, he's and got it, the beard. It's been, it's been just, just real delayed gratification. Mm-hmm. And finally, he's the world champion. See, finally, he's not going to get up. the... Not going to get the belt taken away from from him the night after, like some of the shows he he won a couple of times mm-hmm. and lost. He got the belt taken away from him, so he was he didn't really win. This was but a WrestleMania victory. I mean, this, this was cemented in a history. huge WrestleMania victory where the good guy came out on top, and he's their guy for the time being. He's their guy. He's he's, he's I don't want to say he replaced John Cena at the top, but he's damn close, if not. Uh, uh, up there. He's bringing us back to the old era of, you know, Brett the Hitman Hart and Shawn uh-huh. Michaels with the little guys can take over. I mean, you don't need Hulk Hogan, you, you know, Brock Lesnar, you got John Cena, these big muscle-bound power wrestlers. I mm-hmm. mean, I mean, we got we got another guy in the ring who's, you know, not even barely six feet tall, just barely 200 pounds. But he and, can go. And he, he can, can kick people in the head like yeah. crazy. And he always, that's, how he, that's what he does. And that's what he did here. Mm-hmm. That and, was a great end to WrestleMania that, that mm-hmm. everybody loved and it Mm-hmm. Um, and that brings us back to the Undertaker Brock Lesnar main event. Mm. Uh, yeah, let's talk about the streak a little bit. The streak to ended. Me, to me, the biggest part of the whole show, the streak. Undertaker has been winning at WrestleMania since he debuted in the early '90s. He's never lost. His first one was against who? Jake, Jake uh, Superfly, Jimmy Snuka. Jimmy Snuka. Jimmy Superfly Snuka tombstoned him in the middle of the ring. Mm-hmm. People had no idea what to think. Yeah, and fast forward, you know, thirty twenty nine WrestleManias later, mm-hmm. and. This could be his and biggest foe. The thing is, is that the fans have been conditioned. No matter how you know, Undertaker's been the how, good guy. He's uh, been the bad guy. He's, he's been booed. He's been hated. He's, he's been, been booed. He's been hated. But he's also been injured a mm-hmm, lot. And mm-hmm. he's coming to these matches once a year. And he's been injured. He's limping. And he gives his best. And it comes to a point where Undertaker, he's supposed to be this immoral character, and you you know you can tell just the human of. The person. Well, he's is, getting he's old. Getting I mean, old. Helmet, how many limping. Hell in a Cell matches? I don't know. Too many. 30-foot cage, roof on top, mm-hmm. on top of that, and steel chairs. And he Ooh. lost. He lost to Brock Lesnar clean in the middle of the ring after a third F5. And the crowd... The that beat I, The Rock that beat everybody once. I mean, this is the first mm-hmm. guy to kick out of the F5, let alone... I mean, it's one of the most devastating moves you've ever seen, you know? And, I mean, it took, it took three, and Lesnar put him down. Yeah. He, he did put him down, and I mean, like we said earlier, I think a big theme of this whole WrestleMania was uh, the real changing of the guard. Yeah, we talk about the Shield defeating Kane and the UH Outlaws. I mean, that was a squash match, but you know, we talk about changing the guard there, and then we got you know Brock Lesnar. I mean, who's probably one of the one of the most you know somberest, one of the most strongest, serious. He's just like the Undertaker. You mm-hmm. know, he's they're, they're very similar um, uh, power wrestler. I mean, they're not. They're not super heavyweights, but I mean, these are guys that know know how to use their their wrestling abilities and their power to really to really you know damage their opponents. I mean, they're not guys that just want to win; they're guys that want to hurt yeah. their opponents. And so, I mean, 
the crowd it was shocking but i think it's a pretty satisfying conclusion yeah and that's the word is that the crowd in the superdome was shocked kind of just comatose they did not know what to think and uh um that kind of played into the the following match the the divas match because the crowd didn't care yeah the the crowd was just still Still like freaked out and reeling and just you know they couldn't move on. I mean, that was the Undertaker's yard. That's what he'd always say, you know. Mm-hmm. I'll make you famous. You know, and I don't know. He made Lesnar famous, but not in the way he's, you know, not by, you know, not in the way he's ever made someone famous before by losing. You know? mm-hmm. So, um, insane. Uh, next, let's talk about a little bit about. Well, yeah, um, I mean, another one with WrestleMania. I mean, at WrestleMania, we had the Hall of Fame inductions. Mm-hmm. One of the one guy who's been absent since since the nineteen ninety six. Nineteen ninety six, the Ultimate Warrior beat Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania six, right? Mm-hmm. Beat Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania six. Did the same had unific, unification match, wasn't it? I believe just so. like we had this year. Oh, it was champion versus champion. Yeah, was... he walked out with two belts. Mm-hmm. That's the key. And Warrior was inducted into the Rock and Roll, into the Wrestling Hall of Fame, into and, the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, the WWE Hall of Fame, and uh, I mean. We'd never seen him in in, in 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 decades. No. And here he is again. Comes out the next night on Monday Night Raw. Cuts a great promo. Puts on a mask like like he used to wear back in the old days. Mm-hmm. And it's like the Warriors back. Now, a what day, is it? Day later. Now a day later. Found dead he, in a Arizona hotel. He, what the hell happened? He passed away. What the hell happened? And um, as Warriors. far as what information is available currently, um. He supposedly was going to his car with his wife at a hotel in Arizona, and he grabbed his chest and fell over, and he they rushed him to the hospital. He was dead on arrival. Mm-hmm. And Heart failure? I don't know. They haven't said. This is a guy who, I mean, more than any other wrestler I've seen in the ring, I mean, he is he is jacked. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, this guy is, he's, I don't know if he's on, he's on doing, I mean, I, clearly he, they all were juicing back then. They're doing yeah. steroids, they're doing cocaine, yeah. they're on speed. I mean, this guy charges out of the ring every night, shakes the ropes. And that catches up to you. He can't even hold, keep, I mean, you watch him on WrestleMania 6 facing up with like Hulk Hogan. I mean, he can't even catch his breath standing in the ring. I mean, mm-hmm. at first you think he's trying to intimidate Hogan, blowing air in his face, but then you realize the guy can't even catch his breath. Yeah. I mean. And that, that, that catches up to you. I'm all surprised these, he made it this long. Mm-hmm. All these years later, and actually, you bring, it's funny you bring that up because Warrior, he said that. He said, I'm surprised, you know, I think I've got 20 years left. This was 20 years ago. He's 54 when he passed away. He, you know, 34. He said, oh, yeah, I probably got about 20 years left. Yeah. And, and you know, who knows? He probably he kind of, in a weird way, kind of singled that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then this promo he cut on Raw uh, the night before on this past Monday, mm-hmm. he, uh, he talked about his legacy. He talked about, you know, the Warriors, which are his fans, he yeah. calls them, yeah. the Warriors, uh, you know, making his legacy live on and... Uh, in only the kind of contrived way that he can. And it was just this weird kind of looking back, looking back at it, just kind of this weird prophetic, like, that's really bizarre kind strange. of feeling. It was yeah. strange. He came back. I mean, he had to come back eventually. I mean, this is this is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Mm-hmm. Hogan was pretty much undefeated at WrestleMania until he ended in that loss at WrestleMania 6. Mm-hmm. Hogan had beaten Andre the Macho Man. That's really what bothers me a little bit. He's a, he's a the warrior. I mean, I, I Macho Man's my favorite, and you know, if, if Hogan could be Macho Man, and then why can't he beat the Warrior? I mean, the yeah. Warrior had something special. That, like, I mean, he beat. He was the first one to take Hogan out of the WrestleMania mm-hmm. equation. You know, I mean, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, and embodied the excess of, of wrestling. You know, yeah. embodied the the neon colors, the arm tassels, the face paint. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, the warrior was pro wrestling the to the physique. core. The, 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 the just impeccable physique, the gorilla, gorilla pressing people, lifting them over his head, and throwing them down. Yeah. He, I mean, he was one of the best wrestlers. Yeah. Not one of the more stiffer performers. I mean, not the most not, technical guy. Yeah. But as far as personalities, the way he cut his promos, the way he, the, the his whole promos look. were indecipherable, but they were just so. <laughs> I watched back a couple Epic. of them, and they're just this indecipherable, Epic. but they're just like. It's just like this weird like energy. You're watching it and you're like, what is he saying? Comes out, he's looking, he's just sense. staring at his hands. Yeah. I got the power. I mean, warrior. He's really bizarre, but he, he's, got, he's made his mark, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I think a lot of new fans will look back at him mm-hmm. and uh, check him out probably, but they probably won't, to be honest, find much in terms of wrestling ability. But as far as charisma, charisma. like I had it in spades. Yeah. Um, and speaking of charisma, we'll move on to our kind of featured segment here with the featured wrestler segment. We want to talk a little bit more about Daniel Bryan. Uh, like we said, he won the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Yep. He's, the, at, he's the undisputed champion. Mm-hmm. He won it at WrestleMania 30 at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome this past Sunday, mm-hmm. um, defeating defeating uh, Randy Orton and, and uh, Batista. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I like about Daniel Bryan is... I think a lot of people say this too. He just just looks like a regular guy. He just is an average Joe. He just seems like a nice dude. Doesn't even seem like he works out that much. Mm -hmm. And he he I watched a special they have on the WWE Network just that came out yesterday about Mm -hmm. this. That he just said, you know, I'm really uncomfortable when like people refer to me as something special. And Mm -hmm. they you know they showed a segment of him being in the supermarket, it's like buying Whole Foods or whatever. And like a guy comes up to him and says, "Hey, can I have your your autograph?" Of course, he's not going to be you know mean and turn him down, but it just makes him very. He said it makes him very uncomfortable. Well, he was he was. I mean, you had that show Total Divas, right? Uh With Daniel Bryan and John Cena, each one of them dating a different Bella twin. Bella twins are these two women on wrestling. Nikki and Brie. Nikki and Brie Bell. And so John Cena's in the mansion. He's the champion, and they're living over in the mansion. And then Daniel Bryan wants to move into his parents' house. Yeah. He's the most, he wants to buy his parents' house from them. I mean, he's the most humble champion we could have ever seen. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and as far as his in-ring ability, it's, like, very different. I mean, he, he sort of reminds me of CM Punk a little bit. You oh, know, a bit. A little bit quick with well, the, the it, kicks. Doesn't way, really do too many lift moves. Uh, I think from a wrestling standpoint, mm-hmm. yeah, their wrestling styles kind of are very similar. They have, you know, bits and pieces that are a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Uh, but by and large, a lot of the same. And... The one big reason for that is because they both spent time in Ring of Honor, which mm-hmm. is, like I mentioned earlier, Honor, a yep. Philadelphia-based uh, wrestling promotion, yep. uh, heavy on hard-hitting uh, wrestling, featuring a lot of the stars of the independent scene, uh, a lot of very technical, uh, mat-based uh, yeah. wrestling. There's a lot of high-flying. I mean, I've seen some mm-hmm. crazy, bouncing off the rim. I mean, I've seen some crazy matches. It's a lot of combination of both of those styles. Yeah, but what you don't have in Ring of Honor is the Hulk Hogan's. You don't yeah. have these power wrestlers. And that's what we're seeing right now is this transition away from these hulking masses of muscle, these these power wrestlers. And, and that, guys like Daniel Bryan. That's what makes him great. That's what makes Daniel Bryan great is it makes it look like, you know, it makes it, more, like anyone makes it more believable. Exactly. Yeah. Like anybody could do it. And like and he's really I mean, hurt. Not really. Like I mean, not really anybody can be yeah. a pro wrestler. It takes a certain kind of person. Sure. But you know, uh, there's that sentiment, and I think his time in Ring of Honor was very instrumental in in uh, in his uh, development. He wrestled Japanese legend uh, Kenta a few times. Oh yeah. And um, I know about that. And um, you know, he wrestled a lot of these guys like him that were very technical, very uh, mat based, and he wrestled excellent matches mm-hmm. uh, in front of crowds that s- 
just a lot of the New York crowds, East Coast crowds are very, very passionate about pro wrestling. Mm -hmm. uh, and that kind of transitioned into Dan Bryan, what we're seeing now. Mm -hmm. is it's not just the independent fans. It's not just the internet fans. It's kind of that just mass of people that really it's incredible just, i mean people yeah. are so behind this guy like we said earlier i mean they they, they chant him out of the building mm -hmm. you know? yes yes it's it's such a good message too i mean yeah. it's really an easy thing for people to get behind i mean you know we know even that when he does the no chant too he does no, no, in no, these days no, too you know? you know with the red Sox, yeah know, the whole bearded thing was a real, real real good move for his look i mean daniel bryan's got it and i think he's gonna have it for a while mm -hmm. you know, I, i'm pretty he was a young guy he's new you know, I think he's. I'm hoping he's going to hold the belt for a while. I know he's going to be yeah. a contender for a long time. Yeah, and that's that's what's great about him is that now I think the WWE for a long time, and I think it was kind of similar, like we mentioned with CM Punk. The kind of trajectory is a little bit different because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Daniel Bryan started out uh, on a competition called NXT, which was like yeah. trying to find the next superstar. Right. CM Punk just came into the company right. after being in, in developmental. Right. Um, so no, Daniel Bryan's fought for it. He has. He deserves it. And um, he does. He deserves it quite a bit. And I think as long as they realize, as long as I realize that, then he will, as long as they continue to realize that, yeah. then he will be a player from now and until, you know, he retires. Yeah. So before, we're, before we're out of time here, let's just give a rundown of uh, Daniel Bryan's uh, signature moves uh, since he's one of our feature wrestlers. So, I mean, he's got the yes lock. Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a pretty good almost a cripple crossface kind of leg lock oh, move. I mean, what else does he use in the ring? Yeah, he, he, he uses the running knee, which I'm not sure if it has a name. Right, but uh, that knocks people out. Mm -hmm. That's why he beat Triple H, right? He beat Triple H with that. He uh, beat John Cena for that at SummerSlam, which started this whole storyline with mm -hmm. Triple H. Mm -hmm. um, and at the time, they were calling it the move that beat John Cena because they didn't have a name for it. Um, and actually, fun fact, Kenta, like I had mentioned earlier, mm -hmm, the Japanese Kenta, guy. the Japanese wrestler, um, his running knee that Daniel Bryan does was stolen from Kenta, mm -hmm. and also CM Punk's finishing move, the go-to-sleep, oh. was stolen from Kenta. So two okay. top guys who have finishing moves from a Japanese wrestler. Maybe we should talk about maybe. Kenta next week, man. Maybe. Maybe we will. Um, well, yeah, this has been uh, the Ringmasters with uh, Sean Bradley and Adrian Hedden. And uh, we, we're talking about WrestleMania. We're talking about the new champion. We're talking about Legends passing. And, uh, yeah, we'll be here next week. So thanks for listening. Thanks. Oh, yeah.